0: Hey Australia, Glenn Jamesy, welcome to Gen Z Money. Today I'm talking with Emily Bowen, who is a manager at Forsyth Recruitment and HR. Hey Emma, how you doing? I'm
1: good, thanks Glenn. How are you?
0: I'm really great. At the time of recording this, students in New South Wales, Tasmania, ACT have received their end of school HSE ATAR results uh, with other states to follow. Now, I just want to have a chat and I guess this is for you if you're waiting on that envelope, you're waiting on that website, whatever you're waiting on, if you do not get the number you were hoping for to get into that course that you wanted to do straight away. And I thought I'd grab Emily just to chat about it because in practical In practical terms, if you were hiring somebody um, who was, say, 25 years old, who didn't get their A. T. A. who didn't get the results they were after, which meant that they maybe didn't go straight into university, but maybe got a job in the industry they were liking and they got some different experience and a course somewhere else. I guess I wanted to know like in your role as a recruiter, if you got someone who was say 25 years old, who didn't get the ATAR or the HSC results that they were after and perhaps didn't end up going to university and did something a bit like when I got a job in a marketing firm, when I got a job in a a comms firm or whatever, had some practical experience, maybe did a, a... a private college course on the side are you punishing that applicant
1: absolutely not is the short answer the key though is having gone and applied yourself as you've described in a really meaningful way otherwise so it doesn't have to be the university qualification it can be the practical experience it needs to be something meaningful and relevant
0: yeah, because a lot of the times when you are applying, you know, we just need to get you to that interview and what a resume and cover letter can do is get you to that interview. So, if you, how would someone like word the cover letter? If it was a role, for example, I'll just use the marketing world. You didn't do the marketing degree yet, okay? But you've worked in the marketing uh, world, you've done all the experience and you've basically learned the trade on the job, Okay but you do have intentions of going to uni uh, as a a mature age student, what tips would you say to put in a cover letter? Because this is for the the students out there who have just finished, who didn't get the results thereafter, but it's also for those who didn't get the results thereafter and they find themselves, say, age 24 or 25 and don't really know what to do. Any tips with a resume or cover letter?
1: So, with a resume, I'd like to think that that's reasonably straightforward because... You have, let's say you're that 25 year old and you've done what we've just said is going to be the best thing, which is go and find that practical experience. You can actually fill your resume out in a really meaningful way using that experience. Probably more interesting to talk on is the cover letter. The cover letter is there to be uh, more of a narrative to hook the reader so that they then want to look at the resume, no more than a page, and you want to keep it quite succinct, but you have the opportunity there to say, this is what I have to offer, this is why I'm really interested in the opportunity that you have going, and this is my plan to make sure that I'm going to remain really relevant to you and be really successful. What I would say, though, is no empty promises. So, for example, if I pick up on that idea that you are intending on going to university, maybe as a mature, more mature age student, I don't know at 25 if you're a mature age student, but it's not straight after school, then – wait until or you will have more success if you wait until you've actually enrolled in uni at that point or enrolled in some sort of course.
0: It's heading in that direction. That's right.
1: And you can therefore make that um, statement in your cover letter that says, I have enrolled, I commence in this month, January, XYZ, whatever year it is, or even on your resume, you can actually put currently enrolled. So, I wouldn't ever put on your resume if you've not completed study, but certainly if you're currently completing or due to start completing that, yep. then you can put it there. That's the difference to saying I I plan on going to university.
0: Yeah, because I guess I just want to use this as an encouragement for those who did not get the results they after to say it's okay. Life goes on. Take the summer off, take, Just chill. It's okay.
1: Your career is so long. Like for better or worse, your career is so long.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're working part-time, maybe just go, you know what? Probably won't get into uni. I'm just going to work this year. And it's a forced gap year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: then work out, you know, find yourself like, because you've just finished school and you're in this new world. Like you don't have to wake up every morning and go to school. Like it's different. So just if you didn't get the results you're after, it's okay. Enjoy life. I didn't finish year 12 and because I knew school wasn't for me and there's people listening that are like me, I'm not designed to read a heap of crap, remember it, and then tick boxes and answer questions. Okay. But if you get a whiteboard up and talk me through it and explain it to me and draw it, the concepts, it will be committed to memory like nothing else. Right. So... For my style, I did have to leave school early. I then did a bit of a trade, and manual role. Then I worked out what I wanted to do with myself. Then as we were talking before, I went and studied a diploma of financial planning through a private college because it was something I was interested in. And at the time, I actually didn't have a job in financial planning, but then I applied for entry-level roles, okay? You need to know that it's everything going to be entry-level, I applied for entry-level role, had on my resume that I've completed module one of the diploma of financial planning. And then basically I did an apprenticeship. I mean, you can't really do that now because the rules have changed. I've had to do some extra study and whatnot. But if there are some of those industries that aren't regulated and the degree is just formality or a nicety to get you to the in earlier or whatever, at not so much of an entry-level role, I know as an employer... I would rather someone all day long that's had two years experience working in a marketing office who's keen to have their own account rather than someone who's just out of uni with a degree and no experience.
1: I agree. And the other thing I would say, so I absolutely believe in if you can maybe while you've been at school doing a HSC, you've been working at Woolworths. If you can make a change that's a step towards your career, that's not university straight out of school, but it is that administration role or that entry level role in an environment that is relevant to your longer term plan, then even if it is only a 12-month gap year and you pick up university at that point, keep that entry-level job and then run that through while you're studying so that then you've got the piece of paper and you've got the experience at the end of your degree. If you were somebody that was coming straight out of school and straight into university, I'd still be recommending that you go and get that relevant entry-level job. So you're ultimately X number of years down the track ending up in the same position. It's just that the timing's a bit different to suit you.
0: Unless you've, you know, hell bent on doing medicine and you you've wanted to do that since you're a child and you got good results and you're going straight into it, sweet, knock yourself out. But even if you did get a really good result, I would really encourage a gap year. Why not? I mean
1: For some people. Some people it might not suit, but exactly. I think it can work really well and in the scheme of things, a few years down the track, whether you're in your early 20s or late 20s or beyond, it's not, it'll all catch up. Absolutely. You'll be back on track.
0: So I just think, you know, and the problem is we do like 13 years of school, right? Well, I didn't. I quit because <laughs> of some, some of us. Some of us have done so many years of school. Now, the thing is, when you finish year 12, most of your life has been in an institution that has rules, schedules, you're getting told what to do.
1: And you're hanging out with people who are having the exact same experience as you and they are the same age as you. Yes.
0: And the people teaching you more times than not, I'm not, you know, don't email me if you teach or whatever. The people that are teaching you have never left school. Okay. So, you're in this bubble. Now, I want you to not worry about anything too crazy because there's actually no rules in life. There's some laws, you know, That we don't break or we'll end up in jail. But there's no rules. So you can build your life your own way. Now, if that means I'm taking a gap year and I'm doing, I don't know, half a six-month tape course in welding. I don't know, whatever that is, just start to experiment with what you want your life to look like. You're gonna have to work. You don't want to be on the lounge for a year. You might be just working part-time and being productive, don't be not productive. Um, There are situations where, you know, not everyone has these luxuries. But I guess the purpose of this episode is just to encourage you to take any pressure that you've put on yourself, that your parents have put on you, that the school system has put on you, take that pressure and throw it away Mm -hmm. because there's no pressure in life.
1: And just focus on what is a step towards. There's so many steps towards what you think you want at that point. If university is one of them, so be it. But there are at least 10 others. So pick another one.
0: So, so good. So there's this strategy, like, for example, I didn't know what I wanted to do really until I was 25 years old. So that's a long time between 17 years old, right?
1: And it's even changed since then anyway. And it's changed
0: again. But the whole thing is that strategy worked. If you left school, worked, travel, and not everyone wants to do this, but so it's cool. Work, travel. Yeah, I want to do this. This strategy is fine. If you don't do four things, Emily, the first thing.
1: What are our four a, things?
0: Get addicted to drugs. Oh, yep. Good. Okay. Get addicted to drugs. That's bad. Don't do that. If you break the law and end up in prison, that can put things, you know, I'm being dramatic. Yep. If you fall pregnant unplanned, that can put a damper on things. Or if you get someone pregnant unplanned, that can also put a damper on things. So, if you can keep away from those <laughs> four things that... You know, the pregnancies, people want to have babies at school, but I'm talking about unplanned. Keep out of trouble, keep off drugs, and you can actually build your life how you want it to be. Yes. So, I'm a living, walking, breathing example of the school system wasn't for me, so I had to do things my way. Or I didn't get the results I wanted, so I can't go straight into uni.
1: So much is in your own control. It's just about... Taking, I think taking that pressure off is one of the best things you've said, because once you've done that, you can experiment and you can be comfortable and you can see where it takes you, but you're doing it thoughtfully.
0: Absolutely. So, there are no rules in life. There's some laws. So, let's just take the pressure off, be productive, send this episode to someone who needs to hear it. We all know people that have just completed the high school certificate or the ATAR or whatever you're things called in whatever state you're in or or whatever Uh, so absolutely now while we've got you here emily talk to us about the podcast you're starting uh in the very very near future
1: well this is this podcast is a great way to spend this gap year so you can actually listen to this podcast which is called my millennial career and we will step you through first couple of episodes resumes and interviews And so that job that you're going looking for, you can get your your application documents together, your cover letter, your resume, you can learn how to ace the interview. And then we also start talking about things like pay and work cultures. And uh, while we're maybe not planning at this stage for parental leave, we will cover some of those uh, different uh, I guess conditions of work or things that can impact your employment once you are in an organization uh, it might be other um, benefits or entitlements that you want to get clear on that are around your contract so we'll talk about that um, and well, then probably yeah.
0: oh, so all the stuff
1: all the stuff and, actually yeah. yeah I could be here for days
0: so anything to do with your career your work and we're we doing an episode on new grads we are now. Yeah. I sweet. think you've
1: just put it on the record. Yeah.
0: So MA HR professional. Shell uh co-host is in HR she as well. Is.
1: Yeah, very experienced.
0: So, so it's a lot of fun and it's called My Millennial Career. It's for all ages. And you can find that wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. There's a trailer up, we're ready to launch very soon. Thanks for encouraging everyone and We'll uh, we'll hear you on your podcast soon. Thanks, Glenn. All right. Bye-bye.